0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried, and I want to welcome you here today. I hope you are enjoying the holiday prep and getting everything set and ready for Christmas morning, but I also hope that you are taking time to rest, taking time to really not allow yourself to get overwhelmed, anxious, or worried, and really to just enjoy this time with family and to take time out for God. And that is why I am here. That is why I have the podcast to be able to bring you hope, encouragement, and some really uplifting interviews. So welcome. Today I have Audrey Bailey On the podcast. She is founder of Brush and Barley. Uh, She creates digital art. She's a mental health advocate. And she's just a beautiful, beautiful woman who is doing amazing things. And we just have a very candid and honest chat about her struggle with depression. We talk about the Enneagram and how to use it as a tool. And honestly, we just talk about life and motherhood. And I hope that you enjoy the episode. If you do enjoy it. And if you have been listening, I would love and be honored if you could leave a review or a five star. Um, That is really how others are able to find the podcast. And I look forward to connecting soon. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome, Audrey Bailey, to the podcast. She is from Brush and Barley. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you
1: yes. for having me. Yes,
0: of course. I'm I'm very excited to chat because I think we're going to dive into topics that everyone needs to keep mm-hmm. open, you know, like talk oh, about yeah. anxiety and mental health and art and creativity and um, how God intertwines through it all. So I would love to open up to hear a little bit more about your story. I love, love, love all of your artwork and I love that your goal is to give God the glory and all of it. Um, but yeah, I would love to know more about you personally.
1: Oh wow, so a little bit about me. I'm a mom and a wife and I started this business five years ago when me and my husband first got married basically because we got pregnant with a honeymoon baby and we were on a military base. I'm in Arkansas now, but we moved to California, so I was far away from family. And I was like, I don't, I don't want a job. I want to stay at home work. So I started painting, and now fast forward five years later, I have a massive platform, and I've kind of come into a realm of art, speaking on important topics that involve Christianity and mental illness. And I would say, not until 2019, I really started bringing like the Lord into my work, oh. and That's when I kind of saw a shift in my work and the people who were following and they were were reciprocating what I was speaking about. And then once people started really relating to me about postpartum depression, mental illness and Christianity mental illness, taking medication, I was like, oh, my goodness, people need to hear this. And then in 2019, I posted an Enneagram graphic, and it completely blew up and went viral, and I gained
0: 100,000
1: followers in a week.
0: Oh my gosh, no way. Yes.
1: I went from 3K to 100K in a week.
0: No way. God is good.
1: Yes. All from an
0: Enneagram post?
1: All from an Enneagram post. Wow. Because I started making the series, and people ate it up.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's phenomenal. You know, I actually... I started following you way back, I think in the beginning of this year, I discovered your page. Um, I'm sure it was because of the art, and then I think I saw, like, Bible study type things, Mm -hmm. and then I was, I love your Enneagram um, post, too. Like, I'm drawn to those, too, because I feel like you articulate, like, you illustrate it so well for me to be like, oh, that's what a four is. That's what a nine is, you know? like. (laughs) Oh, it's really yeah, and helpful. It just shows that
1: people just want to know more about themselves and feel seen. Like, I oh, love I'm not it.
0: crazy. I love like, it. I act
1: like this in conflict or I do this and I'm not a crazy person.
0: Yeah, seriously. For those, I think a lot of people still don't know what Enneagram is. Um, can you kind of describe it in your own <laughs> words?
1: So basically the Enneagram's personality typing system, kind of like Meyer Briggs and all that, which honestly, I know nothing about Meyer Briggs. Enneagram's the first one I've kind of gotten into. There's nine types and they're basically just how you deal with conflict, how you do in relationships, and then you can either be unhealthy, average, or healthy. And I think it's all about, I think a lot of people mistype at first because they don't want to be honest with themselves. Like if they're in an unhealthy part, they're like, oh, I don't act like that. And then they're like, oh, well, I want to be this number. So it's more of just how you react in certain situations and your core motivations, why you do the things you do, which only you will know.
0: Yeah, I um, I took the test back in like 2017, and I feel like even now it would be a little different. Um, I need to do a new one. But what what first got you into the Enneagram and really diving into that because it is very helpful for self-reflecting but also what you've been doing is really like you mentioned helping other people feel seen and also help them understand who they are
1: well I think I was just like everyone else and I was seeing like Enneagram all over Instagram but I don't feel like it was blown up I feel like this year like end of last year beginning of this year is when it really blew up like I can think of like the amount of artists, like, I feel like we're all still friends, like, where our pages blew up because of the Enneagram, so I think we, like, just hit it at the right time, but I was just seeing it everywhere, and I took a test. It said I was a six, and I went with it, but I'm actually a four after, like, <laughs> really researching, and I read Ian Cron's A Road Back to You, and I was like, okay. Uh, oh, I
0: haven't, that. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Would you highly recommend it?
1: Oh, that's what made, oh, yeah, that's what made me realize I mistyped.
0: Oh, I need to read that then. Yeah.
1: I, I love Ian Cron. He's, he's an amazing Christian Enneagram, um, like genuine, knows everything about the Enneagram and teaches it from a tool rather than, because of course we can idolize things that like, that's with social media, that's with everything and put it before the word or Jesus. But the Enneagram's such an amazing tool if you use it correctly. And I just saw how much people were growing with it and felt understood. And I think with my anxiety and depression I kind of, it was kind of like an outing for me to be like, okay, so maybe there's other people that are meant to be this, like we're born this way. And like how your Enneagram type can kind of be your anxiety if you're not paying attention to it, or if you're not doing things like you should be doing to help your mental health. I think our Enneagram type, can feed off of that and kind of go down a cycle. So it kind of just, I was like, I really want to know what I am. I get, went to the craze.
0: And then once I went in, I could not get out. <laughs> I love it. I think, I think I could see how it would be like addicting to learn more and more and more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I love reading it. I was just reading, rereading my results because I was like, huh, what, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Thinking about this um, chat, but I'm looking forward to doing a new one. But I think I, I definitely am like, A nine with, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm like four of them, so it's hard to
1: see. It's hard hard hard. because we pull from different ones, yeah. And I'm
0: like an average on like two of them, I'm like tied. I think it was like two and four, and but my not nine is like the most, but I don't
1: know. I relate to nine a lot. Me and my friend Callie Ammons, who's a certified Christian Ingram coach, we have a course that we launched. We started launching this. spring and we're bringing it back this fall, but we teach the Enneagram through art. So she like talks about the numbers and I draw it. And when I was making it and I was doing the nine video, I was like, "Callie, am I a four? Or am I a nine? Because I was like, oh my gosh, I relate to this so much. But she took me back to my core motivations and, but four is pulled from two in stress. So oh, wow. there's another reason like Words everything's- when you're like so I'm a four so when yeah. I'm in stress or I'm in unhealth I'll pull unhealthy qualities from two so oh, I'll like okay. not say no to people I'll be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. yeah and so that's where I confusing and then you have wings so you have the numbers next to you and you can pull from their growth so that's why I think people can't rush into because there's so much knowledge you have to that's take in that's so
0: fascinating so where which test, like what, just the Enneagram Institute, or is there like a certain test that you would recommend? Because I feel like if you Google it, there's a lot of um, mm-hmm. and you kind of want to, you know, have a trustworthy test.
1: Yeah, I get that. Well, if I, if you too take a test, I would recommend paying and doing the Enneagram Institute. But I feel like with tests, a lot of people aren't as honest as they they want. They're like, oh, i do that. Um, So tests, you can start, a test is a great starting place. So you said you have these three numbers and then go into like listening to podcasts, reading Ian Cron's books. So you have something to go off of. And like my friend, Callie Ammon, she's a coach. She has a $14 like little mini course where she has videos and she walks you through it. And she, like, guarantees you'll know your number, like, in the end. And then they even have Enneagram coaches now. So there's really any, like, avenue you want. I don't think a test is a bad place to start. Just don't don't stop there.
0: Yeah, it's important to understand, understand why you are. Yeah. And, like, what each number really truly is. And how have you seen the Enneagram really work within relationships?
1: So it's been able to help me realize. I kind of relate to it as, like, the five, like the love languages, like, and even with friendships, so like me as a four-wing five, fives, we just, we have to maintain our energy, and we don't have a lot of energy, so like we're really homebodies, and we want our time alone, and we enjoy our time alone, so sometimes I'm really bad at like texting people back, or like getting back with people, and I'm like, it's just because I have no energy, but that's been able for me to have conversations with people, and say, hey, I'm just like this, like, I don't text you back for a day.
0: I sound like a five. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh my God. Well, fives are like proven to like wake up with less energy than every other type. Like, oh, We, totally just, we have function. to have our alone time or we
0: won't function. like
1: thrive at all. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I get yes. overwhelmed easily if I'm like, if I don't have like my own headspace like yes yes because and as a mom you know it's hard because you're like you're you touched out and and chaos you go to bed with chaos <laughs> and then,
1: yeah exactly and my husband he still is not I think I know what his number is but you're not supposed to type people but he's fixing to come home from deployment and Callie is actually my Enneagram coach so he's gonna jump on a call and we're gonna find oh, out because I think it would help us so much knowing I, each other's
0: yeah, type. I agree with that I want Chris to do it but he's the type that will test out of it like like he won't he because he all tests he just overthinks things when he reads it so he'll be like it. he'll be like I'm pretty sure that's the best one you know like we took the love languages test and he literally oh, balanced yeah. every single one because he just I don't think could be <laughs> transparent I don't know anyways it was really funny but I do think it would be really helpful because then you can be like oh, that's, this is why they are the way they are. And you have a little exactly. more grace than maybe.
1: You don't take it personally. Yeah.
0: And more tools to like understand and get past maybe some disagreements or uh, personality. So they
1: acting the way they are. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's so helpful. I'm like, I wish everyone would do it because I mean, think about how many relationships it could help and even family, like relationships. Like mother-daughter, you
1: know. Oh, yeah. Like me and my mom both found out we were fours. So we're like the emotional beings of our family. I love like, that. Like we're just, we're fours all the way. And it's just, it's made me understand like why we relate so much and why we're the ones that are like only crying during a movie. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah.
0: But yeah. it does. I love that. So how has it been great to bring Enneagram back into Christianity and how um, we can utilize it? you know, to truly hone in our strengths and our traits to, uh, like, you know, to glorify God.
1: So I think when you use Enneagram as a tool, because when we are at our best selves, I feel like we can be more present with the Lord. And like, as bad as it sounds, like there would be days where I was like, I, I know I need to read my Bible. I know I need a journal, but it's like same with the five, like not texting people back. I'm like, I don't know how to. And then it's kind of breaking that barrier of like, I don't have to do it like everybody else. Like my version of running to the Lord or spending time with the Lord can be different from what other people do. And like, I've talked about worship through creating on my page and how we can worship through art and Bible journaling. And it doesn't have to be, but I think our Enneagram type also goes into that because God, we're all so different, but we all have an ultimate goal to be close to him. And I feel like when we're an unhealthy part and we can recognize we're an unhealthy part we can look at like the sins we have and so like for instance for me as a four when I'm falling in unhealthy patterns I'll want to just like close away and like put my energy into like um the world or like unfulfilling things like watching a bad like a tv show that puts nothing positive in my life just over and over again and not doing anything for the day and I think once we start to open up and look at our Enneagram, we can see the bad parts and see like what sin can come from that. Therefore, try to break those and understand, oh, I can understand this pattern now and now I can stop it.
0: Yeah, that's so great. It's so much like self-reflecting, but Mm -hmm. also tools to understand.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I'm like, when I go dive into it right now, I'm like, huh, I need to go read that book and I need to figure out. Yeah. I love uh, self-improving, though. Like, I love reflecting. Like, I love journaling. I'm so much, I like, I'm probably the creative in us. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I emotional and like highly sensitive. But, uh, <laughs> me too. Don't worry. But, um, but I think that is great because I think it's so good to know, if, like, we can worship through art, we can worship through our creativity and it doesn't have to look like others who maybe, you know, worship through like studying the verse and like, you know, knowing every verse in the Bible or or through song. I mean, yeah, it's just like God speaks to us in so many different ways. And um, how has this journey really helped you? Because now that you have been helping other people, how much has that truly really helped helped
1: you so I've talked about this a lot and there was a blog post I can't remember my friend sent me go and it was she's a four and she was saying like I she had a following and she was like I don't know if I'm meant to have a following because of like she was a four and she's very sensitive and I'm the same way like I could have a million nice comments and then one like degrading one it's just like it ruins my day and I hate that I need more help from Jesus for that but it's true. Like I try to implement on my page a lot. Like the amount of followers you have does not like make you any less human. And like I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you have 200k. You should be happy every day." It's like, no. I could yeah. feel the
0: loneliest. But it's so sad that that's the case. You know, like
1: people think don't that we're putting it.
0: our worth in a number and not mm-hmm. in like our talents, or our skill, or like what God has given us. And that's just the day of age we're in. But hmm yeah I'm with you too like I oh, some days I'm just like I, I wish you know just my closest friends followed me <laughs> sometimes because I'm the same way mm-hmm. where just one mean one it's and it's not even like that I care or maybe I am trying not to care but deep down it does mm-hmm. bother me and then it affects you know the rest of the day and and it affects the way I post which I've never I always pray to God it doesn't you know because I don't want that to stop me from sharing, you know, what he wants me to share. But yeah, I mean that's why the tools are so necessary. Like when we can identify what we're doing Mm -hmm. and how we can overcome that, that's so important. Sorry, but go ahead. Or is
1: is actually (laughs) our worst like fear is like being misunderstood. So like out of anything, like if you misunderstand me or, or like that's the thing that breaks me. Like if you misinterpret what I'm saying or like make me out to be the bad guy when I had no ill intentions. That's like the worst thing you could do to me. But I think that's why the Enneagram has changed me too, because now I know why I do things. And now I'm able to be like, okay, I need a week off Instagram and I'm not going to feel guilty. Yeah. Like I just I need to, or I need to outsource like I have a virtual assistant now. Like things I have a podcast producer, like things like that. I know I need to delegate for my sake because I'm not a one or I'm not a hard Enneagram three that just wants to go, go, go and thrives off of this. This is something that is not, it's still new to me. And I love my platform, but also like, I'm not the like influencer, like it's not in my like bones.
0: Totally. I totally get you. Um, and it's hard because that's where, I mean, just throughout the past five years, it's like, identifying myself in Christ and like not trying to mm-hmm. put myself in the same box that everyone else is putting me in. Same with like being an okay. influencer because you have more than you know 200k it's like yeah. oh my gosh it's it's like a lot of pressure of like that I don't like. Um, so I feel like we'll have to talk a lot more on that you know just privately because it is it's tough Mm -hmm. it's it's really tough but then I'm always reminded like you know what God put me here like we're all we're all given this for a reason and it's Mm -hmm. how we utilize this platform that will truly um be for his glory or be for the kingdom and so it's really being able to tap into that but like you said too as force it's okay if we need to take a step back because we need to be our healthiest if we are gonna continue posting or continue reaching people it's like we know we we need to rest.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then not to mention, if we when if you do have kids at home, we're like, we we have to protect our sanity, <laughs> yeah. so not just our sake, but those around us.
0: <laughs> totally. Oh, absolutely. So, what has your journey been like with um, being diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety? Was that did that come after babies, or was this something you had dealt with post? I mean, pre babies.
1: So I actually was diagnosed with depression at 14 years old, so I went, I got into a very serious, like, first love situation in high school, like, 8th to ninth grade, like, very serious, and it ended up being a horrible relationship, like, me being cheated on, emotionally abused, and then that turned into, like, my friends ganging up on me, and I actually left public school for a little bit, because it was just, like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Cyberbully, but from 80s. It was literally, like, a situation, like, it was just, everybody ganged up on me. I went to, I went to Eureka Springs, Arkansas High School, which had, like, 40 people in my class, so it was a small, small community, yeah, and I had no, I felt like I had nowhere to go, so I, my parents took me to, I was self-harming, they took me to therapists, they took me to doctors, I got on some medication, and then Fast forward, I ended up going back my sophomore year with like a new profound, like, I I did not care anymore. I like, like, I'm I'm going to go my, well, that the summer before I went back, my 19 year old cousin had been killed in a car accident that I was really close to. And his mom, my aunt told me she was like, it's your turn to like carry the torch Mm -hmm. And that I don't know. That just put something in me. I was still medicated for a little bit, but I remember my sophomore year, I got off of it, and I was thriving. I had a good three years in high school. Met my husband, in um, high and then oh. yes, well, we knew each other all of high school, but we actually he was a grade above me, and we didn't start dating till right before my senior year.
0: Oh, okay, How funny. So he went
1: to Marine Boot Camp, and we started dating, and so now almost eight years later, we're we're still together. Okay. So. It just shows every God puts every person in your life for a reason and now I see why those things happened. But yes, then after I had my first daughter, the postpartum came back. And then I feel like with my second, it was a lot worse. Mm-hmm. You're a I actually had a lot of postpartum rage and anxiety and I had to get back on Lexapro and it was just man, it was it's something about having babies.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like especially the second two because you're busy with two and your attention is you you're just giving everything and then yeah, not yeah. filling mm-hmm. yourself back up. And it's it's hard. Yeah, I would say my you have a two year old. So my son came to in January and I feel like there's there's now like a, a weight lifted in the sense of like I don't know, something just feels, a, although he's still a terrible sleeper, um, yeah, there's just still something that feels a little more lifted, like, like maybe a little easier because he's a little more independent, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know, mother hard, mother hard, <laughs> See, motherhood. That's like a word, yeah. I know, oh my god, I think I just created a word, mother hard, right. um, yeah, motherhood is hard, um, it's difficult, and it's important, I think, for women to talk about it while they're going through it to know that you're not alone, especially if you are experiencing postpartum or, um, any type of emotions, because even the most sane person will deal with some sort of exhaustion or something. uh, And
1: it can come up anytime.
0: Yeah. So how do, how do you, how do you live with that now? Is that something that, uh, returns or is it, um,
1: so with my son, I took Lexapro for probably the first six to eight months. And then I slowly went off of it and I was feeling a lot better, kind of like getting closer to a year mark. Um, he He's still a terrible sleeper. Like this pandemic, he was sleeping so good, like seven to seven. And now he's like crawling back in bed with me. I'm like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Our two year old, like he's so strong willed. I, I just say he's going to be like some sort of warrior. Like he just like he just, like, doesn't need to sleep. He's so strong-willed. He would probably scream the entire night if you didn't go get him. Like, he he won't give oh, yeah. up. Relentless. So.
1: Oh, yeah. And then my son's up at 530 every morning. He's just ready yes. to go. I'm like. Same. And I've, I've cut out naps on the weekends, and he sleeps a lot better. But then at daycare, I can't be like, don't let him sleep. Yeah. Like, that's just mean to the teacher. I'm not going to say don't yeah. let him sleep. Because he's mean when he doesn't sleep. But I know he's, like, not ready. <laughs> he's ready to not have a nap. But I'm like, ugh.
0: It's oh, a hard I- age. It is. It's a it's a tough age. Yeah. Cause they're not yeah. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that too because oh it's like that's exhausting too, because you're just like And then thinking
1: about another baby, I'm like, I want one so bad to put them <gasps> like my mental Do self-care. you? Yes, but I think <laughs> we decided like waiting a year to even start trying to like talk about it. I'm like we have things planned for next year, like Disney World and things and I'm like, I'm not being pregnant, I'm not gonna be pregnant for that. Like, we're, yeah, next year, I'm, like, going to be free. Yeah,
0: yeah. and, like, so having them a one-year-older will be a lot more helpful when you bring in another baby.
1: hmm
0: I mean, yep. it works out no matter what, I feel like. It's like you I,
1: don't want them too spaced out. Yeah. My sister spaced hers out by seven years, and she's like, don't do that. Don't ever do that. And I'm
0: like, I don't want
1: to. <laughs> I want to get it over with.
0: Yeah, and just uh, live out that. That's cute, I'm growing your family. I think we're done, but um, <laughs> that's great for you. Um, well, I want to keep talk, chatting about this because also from a Christian standpoint, what kind of advice do you give to those who might be dealing with um, anxiety, depression? and
1: So majority of what I've heard where it can people feel like they can't is because either like peers or um, some people have just said, just have more faith or just do this. And I think that can be damaging because when you're, when you're in that and you feel so hopeless, it's hard to even have faith in that moment. It's really hard to even pick yourself up. So I think I fully believe, and I still get messages to this day I fully believe that Jesus put tools in our lives to help us. And that includes doctors and therapists medication. And of course we always have to trust God. And of course we always have to believe he can heal because he can heal. But I also believe there's tools out there for a reason. And
0: and there doesn't need to be that shame or that, you know, also there doesn't need to be that judgment from other people. That's also hard. Like as a Christian, we can't be judging someone else's situation when we're not in it, you know, have grace.
1: Yes. And I, I fully believe that sometimes we are so weak, whether we're battling mental illness or a season of our life, it's, it's hard, to, hard to even get out of bed most days. So it really upsets me when people say, Oh, just pray, like he will, he'll just keep going because it's hard for them to even do simple tasks. And I, I will fully stand till I die that we have tools here for a reason. And of course, it will always go back to you going to the word and but i fully believe there's a reason that god put tools and i don't think anybody needs to feel shamed because sadly some people are pushed that far where it's too far for them to get out of
0: yeah that's really that's really difficult so for anyone um struggling with any types of negative feelings or depression or anxiety what's your biggest, um, advice since you have been there and have kind of learned the tools and also, you know, use medication to get through it. What is your, like, from your experience, maybe some, the, the the first step?
1: I would say the first step is validating what you're feeling. Like, you have to say, okay, I am feeling this way. And then talk to a doctor that it all, you can all start. You don't have to go to counseling right away. You don't have to do all these things that seem scary. And I know I used to be like that. I was like, this doctor is going to think I'm crazy, blah, blah, blah. But they, (laughs) they like have seen, I'm sure way worse. And just opening that door, it gets easier over time. Like I just got back on Lexapro right before the pandemic hit. I think like the first week of March, I went to my OB and um, I was like, I need to get back on it. And she was like, oh, don't worry. We'll get you back on it. It's probably seasonal the weather's fixing to pick up, everything's going to be going like awesome. And then two weeks later, the pandemic, hit, and I was like, I was stuck in the house with two crazy kids with my husband gone. And, uh, but thank gosh, I had that though, because there was something in me that was like, I need something. And I really do think that saved a lot of my sanity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. During
1: yeah. The pandemic.
0: Absolutely. So have you been, he's deployed right now.
1: But he's he, been gone since November. Oh
0: my goodness! Almost a year. Oh,
1: yeah, he gets home this Saturday, which I can say now because it'll be our, He'll be
0: here. Oh my next, god! So he be home this Saturday.
1: I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. He was supposed to be home the first week of September, so I'm like, just come on. Oh and then god. we move a day after he gets here. Oh my so god! I'm like in the middle of like trying to pack. What? <laughs>
0: Just, like, moving still in the same area or, like?
1: Still in the same area, but we're, like, in a – it's, like, a duplex apartment. Yeah. And we're moving into a house because we're going to build next year. No. So, we outgrew this place very quickly, and I'm, like – and our lease is up at the end of the month. So, it just – the timing was, like, okay, he's getting home, and we're gone.
0: Wow. So, oh, man, I always think of, like, Army wives or, you know, any um, husbands that are deployed and – I mean, I, I can't imagine since I'm not living it, but Mia, what kind of advice would you give to any wives that have their husbands deployed or gone for months on end?
1: So this was our first deployment and oh my gosh, it was, and see, like I told my husband just the other day, like looking back, it went by so quickly and, but in the moment it doesn't. And I think the biggest thing is like keeping yourself so, so busy, like making sure that you're like doing things for yourself and like, yes, we were in a pandemic, but still making sure you're keeping yourself busy and just know it's temporary. And like, like earlier, if you're having like really bad mental health issues or you're feeling negative, talk to your doctor, but always talk to the Lord, pray, but overall just keeping yourself busy and just doing something that's like beneficial to either yourself or something that you know is going to like grow your guys, you guys closer together communication like it's crazy but me and my husband like I feel so much closer to it now which some, unfortunately sometimes during a deployment it's the opposite yeah. and it's just you can't stop working on yourselves yeah. even when they're deployed you just really have to look at the bigger picture and know it's all going to it's just temporary
0: yeah definitely well that's great and then also how has ours kept you busy? I bet that's such a great blessing to be able to do, yeah, your art and your classes and your podcast. You have all sorts of things going on.
1: Yeah. So I think I was on a podcast like early, no, late last year. And my friend was interviewing me. It was the first podcast I was on. And she was like, I feel like God like made your account go viral right before your husband's a voice, So you're busy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't imagine what it would have been like like not, it's just, it was two different worlds, like when my business finally blew up after me having it for four years, it was kind of like that, oh my gosh, finally, but it gave me more of a purpose, like, Mm -hmm. and that's what I think was so hard about the pandemic, is like my kids were both in school, I was like going to meetings, I was going to have coffee with people, networking, and then this pandemic just hit, we're like back in the house, and I was like, oh, my husband's deployed, so it like slowed time down, but I think overall, I'm always having something to do. I'm always having to either post, make package orders. So it's definitely, it's been a blessing for sure.
0: Oh, that's really great. So to talk a little bit more about your art real quick, um, it's beautiful. I love everything you do. And I also think I want to take your Procreate class because I've been interested in learning yes. how to do it. Um, but what all do you offer? I mean, you offer so much. I know. So <laughs> when people it? ask me what I do, I'm like,
1: like, what do I say? Because, like, a digital artists, I, I, I say graphic designer, illustrator, yeah. because I think that's where that's my base. So, basically, my whole page is um, like if I'm talking about brush and barley, it's just describing art in a way of bringing us closer to the Lord, Enneagram, mental health awareness. And then I have things that break off of that. So, with my Etsy, I sell resources and tools for like fellow iPad creators. That's another big thing I fall in love with, is actually teaching resources for artists and creatives and that's kind of what my podcast is too it's bringing in pretty much everything so like the mental health resources i have a series where i let creatives ask questions and just giving back in that sense and then yeah now i have online courses so i'm offering limited courses for teaching you how to draw and procreate which is the ipad app i use i have a course now on instagram aesthetic and how to get a pretty cohesive feed so i'm trying to use things that i've learned i feel like i'm the imposter syndrome's real but (laughs) i finally feel like i'm in a place where i can teach about these kinds of things so really overall just an artist but also trying to give back with as many resources things i wish i would have known starting out
0: that's incredible, and so, for those listening, the podcast is the painted pieces and um I think everyone should check it out if you are interested in all of all of the things that <laughs> everything, everything. um is there anything else that you would love to share with the listeners or anything that's be not so hard? happy you had me on yeah
1: i'm I'm really happy and I'm. I haven't been on a podcast in a while and it's kind of weird to finally like, like talk and be on the other side. <laughs> yeah, It's like, but I'm, I'm really excited. And I love how this was laid out and I think it's an awesome chat.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's so important to talk about important topics that we all mm-hmm. go through and like, I don't know, there's just so much good that can come from transparency and like sharing our stories and, mm-hmm really being able to connect in that way like one thing I've just loved about this podcast is being able to like have a reason to connect with people too like oh, yeah. yeah it just is great I'm like oh because I've been following you and I'm like oh I'm gonna talk to her and it's like I've got a podcast I can- <laughs> yeah no I,
1: I, I get the feeling too
0: yeah it's fun it's fun to be able to connect and be inspired by others but um can you let everyone know where they can follow you and how they can find you and All that good stuff.
1: So my Instagram is at brush and barley, and then I have all my other handles linked in that bio. And then brushandbarley.com, you can find my Etsy, um freebies, anything like that. But yeah, very easy.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know everyone will be blessed by your story and your advice and your tips and your artwork. So thank thank you so much for having me. I just love talking to Audrey and I love her her story and just what she is doing with encouraging and equipping others with tools and just creative art. I love it all. But I would love to also leave you with a prayer so that you can go about your day with joy, with wholeness, and with peace. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone listening. I thank you for all that you have given us, all that you have done for us. I thank you for. each one of us and our uniqueness how you created us all of our traits all of our personalities I thank you for that I thank you for the gifts that you have given us I pray that everyone listening understands that they were created for a purpose on purpose by you Lord that every intricacy was made by you um, because it is beautiful in your sight that each one of us is beautiful, and we can be made whole when we find our identity in you, Lord. I pray for anyone struggling with mental health issues or depression or anxiety. I pray, Father, for you to fill them. I pray for you to make them whole, their mind, their heart, their body, to give them rest. Lord, I pray for peace to flow over them right now. I pray, Father, for your love and your goodness and your abundance and your blessings to to wash over us today. And I just pray for everyone to go about their day, um, knowing that you're right there beside them to comfort them and, um, to help them, help them through this holiday season (laughs) in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much. And until next week, love you.